0: From the studios of WFN, this is Mike Zahn for Ancestor on the Fan on this Friday, this uh, warm, a little overcast Friday, the fourth day of May. As we get ready for a uh, big May weekend, including the uh, Derby, which comes your way tomorrow. Uh, so we'll, as you would expect, uh, and as promised, we will have all the Derby stuff this afternoon. And we have the best handicapper there is, and Brad Thomas will join us at 4 uh, Jerry Bailey, who'll give you, uh, we'll bring in the action on uh, NBC. Will join us at 4:30, so we'll do a lot on the Derby. But we begin with a uh, baseball weekend in May. Uh, finally, weather isn't an issue. The uh, first time the Yankees will come home and not have to worry about the weather, as far as temperatures or inclemency or just you know frozen. Uh, conditions as they've dealt with since the start of the season. And they come home a absolutely red hot team uh, after a terrific couple of days uh, in Houston. You know, when the Yankees uh, got hot and started knocking off the, uh, the wins that culminated with a nine game winning streak. Everyone talked about these 13 games, Uh, 13 games against the Angels and the Astros on the road, and then the Indians and the Red Sox at Yankee Stadium, 13 games that would be a good indicator exactly where this team was. Well, seven games into that, they are six and one. They are one game from already being a winner over those 13 games, and they have done it in very impressive style. They have pitched well. At one point, they uh, knocked down 28 consecutive scoreless innings against the Astros. And... As I told you on Tuesday, the thing about the Astros that you have to be concerned about, a little bit complacency with any team that wins, but the other thing is they don't have a bullpen they believe in. They have a bullpen that is fine 80% of the time. They have a bullpen that's fine against 80 to 90% of the competition, but they don't have a bullpen that will win in October. They don't have a bullpen that will win against the Yankees, and you saw it in this series when – The starting pitcher leaves the game. When they take their guys out of the game, whoever it may be, whether it's Verlander who threw a gem, you take him out of the game after eight scoreless innings, and what happens? The bullpen blows up. Yesterday, he doesn't even go back to his closer because he has no faith in anybody in that pen. He's guessing. And again, the Yankees twice out of the three games they won, they were even in the ninth inning, and they blew up the bullpen. They were down in the ninth inning, and they blew up the bullpen. And nobody touched the Yankee bullpen in the big spot. Obviously, we're talking about Chapman. And the Yankees go on to win three out of four. Coming from behind yesterday, Torres, who again just shows you why he is an untouchable player. The Yankees are going to have to go out. No matter how much they hit this year, they're going to have to go out and get a pitcher. I don't think there's any question about that. I, I, I'm sure they think that is a a foregone conclusion. And they have the ability to get the pitcher under the budget, and get them in where they don't ring the bell on the luxury tax. And they have the people to go out and give up for position players, power, good power, and power is something everybody's looking for. They have the ability to give for what they get and give quality for getting quality back. So they are in a terrific position. But the one guy, whether you're thinking about Send in one of the young pitchers, whether you're thinking about sending in an Austin or an Andrew or a Frazier, the one name you will not hear is Torres. Because if you did that, you'd probably be looking at him in the All Star game for a decade. He is that type of player. You know, some guys just come up and they look like they never belonged in the minors. He's one of those guys. He does everything right. He does everything effortlessly. You already see there's no moment that's not too big. And that guy, and you know, the power will come later. The things, you know, not everything's going to come at once. But for him to step in and show the glove and show the bat and just show the instincts and show the poise, uh, it's just really, you know you're looking at someone who's going to be here a very, very long time. And the way that Cash went out and acquired Didi. And the way he went out and acquired Torres are going to be two things he's going to look back on as two of the gems that he pulled in his career because they have become those kind of – they will be – one has become already in Didi, and one will become quickly in Torres the kind of things that, you know, you put on the resume for the long haul, for the moves that are the ones you want to keep and and, and really, you know, look back on with great pride because it's one of those ones that he went, went and got somebody – That really makes a difference, and he's done that on a couple of occasions. So the Yankees come home to take on the Indians. The Indians don't have to be very good because they're in a terrible division. They're in a division where it's 50-50. Anybody else in the division even finishes 500. So they can coast home the entire season. They haven't been great by any stretch of the imagination. Tomlin has been mystifyingly bad, who they'll see tonight 0-4 with a 9-ERA. But we know the Indians are dangerous. We know what kind of baseball they can play as the Yankees. will send CeCe, who has been, you know, amazingly good. And I admit, uh, I I didn't expect what he gave him the Yankees last year. I didn't think he could count on it again this year. And he has found, especially with the cutter, that he has found a new lease on life and continues to show it time after time. So the Yankees come home playing about uh, as well as you could hope. Yeah, you know, you still want to see some guys do some stuff. I heard Harold Reynolds when I was driving in. And I didn't agree with one word he said about Stanton. He made it seem like Stanton couldn't hit it Yankee Stadium because he couldn't see. Couldn't see the ball. And that it would pick up. Yes, Stanton has hit 100 points higher on the road than at home. But he has struck out 20 times on the road. Yeah, he struck out 29 times at home. And he said Stanton's not a guy who strikes out that much. He has struck out over once per game for his entire career. What do you mean to strike out a lot? Go back and look, 160, 170, 150, 140. He always strikes out. He's a slugger. He strikes out. He's a 267 lifetime hitter who strikes out and hits a lot of home runs. So, yeah, he struck out 40, 29 times in Yankee Stadium, but he struck out 20 times on the road. He said four home runs on the road. He said three home runs in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, he's hit higher for average and had a bunch more doubles on the road so far. But he's played in a lot better conditions on the road. And to me, that's what it's about. He's always been a slow starter. So I don't think it's about picking the ball up. I don't think it's about that he can't see the ball in Yankee Stadium. He's going to strike out. But he also is a guy who's going to hit a lot better once the weather warms up. There are guys like that. And he's always been a notoriously slow starter. So I don't think it's that big a deal. I really don't. And I don't buy into that idea that there's some reason, mystifying reason, that he's not hitting Yankee Stadium. The weather for them at Yankee Stadium this year has been dreadful. It's been bad everywhere, but they have had some moments on the road where they've been in places where they've either been in domes or they've been in places where they haven't had to worry about the weather, like this week in Houston. At home, they have had very few games where they have not had to worry about the weather. That has been a factor all the way through. So while the Yankees come home with their chest puffed out and playing very good baseball, thinking about the Indians, but also looking ahead to the Red Sox, who will be here, early next week for what will be the start of, uh, from the New York standpoint, start of what should be a very good year with the Yankees and the Red Sox. We have to mention the Mets. And more and more, that wonderful start seems to just kind of fade into the, you know, into the oblivion. Because right now, they not only look like a team with problems, they look like a team that has very few answers. And and the amazing thing is how much people make it about Harvey. I understand Harvey is a story in terms of gossip and in terms of what might have been. He is not a story about this team. He was probably not going to be a very big factor. And now he's not a factor at all. Yeah, there's a, now you're wondering about, does he get released? Does he go to the minors? What happens if he gets released and somebody picks him up? Well, you know what? I don't see anybody picking him up until, uh, unless they say to him, go down to minors and prove that you can pitch again. Because right now he doesn't look like he can get anybody out in the major leagues. It, he, it looks like he has sunk to that depth. But more than that, the Mets are a team right now without a lot of answers. They got automatic outs. They have positions. They don't have a leadoff hitter. They don't have a catcher who can hit at all. They don't have anything to back up their two starters, and hopefully DeGrom is healthy. You know, They're bringing him right back. They're saying it wasn't an issue, that he hyperextended it, uh, hitting and it's not an issue. You hope that's the case. You hope against hope that's the case. Because without DeGrom, this season just disintegrates into nothing very quickly. They have a lot of issues right now, and I think the Mets have to make some moves because before this thing really starts to spiral on them. I think they have to do that. I don't think they can wait a whole lot. I understand the division is very comfortable for them right now. But if you watched, what you saw was Atlanta, it's just a ticking clock until they are so much better than the Mets that it doesn't even make sense. They have so many good young players. It's unbelievable. I mean, how how, how soon is it going to be that Atlanta just goes flying right by the Mets with that talent? Look at the talent they have. Look at the young talent on that team. And the Mets are wondering about Conforto. Did we bring him back too soon? Where's his power? They're wondering about the shortstop. Was it too much too soon? Can we get him to be, you know? And then we don't have this. We don't have that. Listen, they have to put their best players in the lineup. They have to give Nimoy and Ligueras a chance to play. Let them bat at the top of the lineup. and see what happens. they got to get some buys in the lineup who can hit, and they have to go out and do whatever they can do to get a reasonable facsimile of a major league catcher here who can hit. You cannot, you cannot mail in an automatic out every single time you come to the plate. It can be bad, but you cannot carry that. Not the way this team hits right now. And they have really a real weakness behind the big two right now. A real weakness. They're not sending anything out there that scares anybody. You see, whole, every time, everywhere you turn right now, you see a problem. You see very few remedies. You see a lot of issues. And listen, their record right now is fine. It's not a problem. It's a problem when you look at where they started. The Nationals are behind them, but not for long. You didn't expect the Nationals to stay there, did you? And the Nationals are just going to get healthier, and they're just going to get stronger. We know that. I don't think Atlanta's ready to run and hide, but you know what? They might forget who they are somewhere along the way here. And Philly's much improved, too. Both those teams playing well over five hundred, And Atlanta, I mean, that's a lot of impressive-looking kids. I mean, an overwhelming number. So this season that started so almost amazingly... Has come crashing down. So you don't want to say, hey. You know, they're buried. They're not buried. But you don't want to wait till they're buried to do something. The time to fix something is before it decide, it really puts you flat on your back. And that's where they're headed right now. Sometimes you have to do something. They're at the stage right now. I understand it's only early, early May. I understand it's only 30 games into the season. But they have to make some moves, make some declarative statements about this team. If it means a new first baseman, make it. If it means a new uh, regime in center field, make it. If it means a new leader, off hit it, make it. If it means going out and getting a catcher, do it. Don't wait. Because right now, what we've seen could get real habit forming. Winning's a habit. Look at the Yankees. So is losing back after this.